I am Amber. Hi, most of Megan. <laughs> welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, most of Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where your voice is slowly coming back, even though we took a two-week hiatus. Wow, not much has changed. I mean, I guess if you listen to the two episodes back-to-back, yeah, maybe it'll... it seems like there's a vast improvement, but considering the actual time frame has been, what, three weeks? Yeah, I think that's about right. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. That's a commitment. That's a commitment to sickness. Thank you, Amber. I feel like I've uh, just really... uh, 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 Okay, we're just going to trail off there and uh, leave it on the floor. Okay, I I like it. I don't have anything. (laughs) I'm so tired. I'm I'm just so tired. (laughs) I, I don't I don't have anything. I'm just really I feel like I've really um, this isn't the new me and I hope everybody likes it. And uh, there we go. Oh, this is forever. I it seems like it. Okay, well, let's uh, embrace the pain, I guess. Megan. Amber. Since your voice has already decided it's the end of the world. Let's watch a movie <laughs> about the end of the world. Yeah, let's do it. How does this world oh, we, end, Megan? Oh, we did it. Oh, we already did that. Yeah, no, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about watching a movie about the end of the world. Well, Amber, when the polar ice caps melt, we get a water world. So this world ends in water. Yes. Excellent. Or does it begin in water, Amber? The 1995 <laughs> classic. <laughs> Yay! Water world. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm trying to say that there's another water world, although there's a TV show. Maybe. I just wanted to, to place it in time. This is this is back in the sweet mid-90s. Yes. When we already knew global warming was a thing, and we uh-huh. was fucked. Yep, yep. And it's only gotten better since we've learned the error of our ways. Nope, the cautionary nope. tale of Kevin Costner's... No... <sighs> Still, well, still, we are still on this fucking bullet train heading towards Waterworld. Yeah. So let's, let's take a glimpse at our future, shall we, mm-hmm. Megan? Yep. IMDb, Metacritic, Amazon, and Amber. Yes, please. Are gonna offer you a synopsis of this movie to see if we can entice you to watch it. Megan, it's Amber, time to play the game. Yes, which please. is which is which is which? Yes, I love this which is which is which is which game. Global warming has melted the polar ice caps, leaving most of the Earth underwater. A new island society has emerged, and the mutated hero Mariner believes he's found a map to the mythical dry land! Exclamation point. Oh. And that's it? That's it. Okay. A two. In the future, the polar ice caps have melted, covering the Earth with water. The Mariner, Costner, a mysterious drifter, attempts to elude the savage, quote, smokers, and escort Helen, Triplehorn, and her daughter Enola, Majorino, to the legendary dryland. Three. Global warming has melted the polar ice caps, covering the Earth in a seemingly endless ocean. In this brutal new world, a mysterious drifter finds himself on the run from deadly smokers with a woman and a young girl, whose tattoo may hold the key to finding the mythical dryland. Will they reach dryland before the drifter kills them both for annoying the shit out of him? <laughs> I- I somehow knew that was yours, even though you hadn't added your special Megan. part. Like, if you hadn't... Okay, you sorry, are, go ahead. You are sorry. jumping the gun. I apologize. The game is not over. You've not heard all the options. You not. don't know yet I which is which is yet. which is which, okay? Yes, you're right. Hold apologies. your applause to the end. 
In a future where the polar ice caps have melted and Earth is almost entirely submerged, a mutated mariner fights starvation, an outlaw quotes smokers, and reluctantly helps a woman and a young girl to find dry land. Okay, fine, now you can fucking guess. <laughs> there was smokers in, in quotations again? Yes, it was. Okay. Three times smokers in quotations. Huh. I know. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, then. I think that the first one is Amazon. Mm-hmm. The second one is Prime. No, I mean Metacritic. Okay. The third one is Amber. And the fourth one is IMDb. Oh, my God. That was perfect. Did I do it? You did do it. Yes. That was perfect. That was, yes. I mean, pure luck, because there's no way you could really figure out which one was mine. But it was a, it was a guess. How did you know it was already mine before the end? I don't know. It, you know, I do know. It's because it was too good. It was, oh, it was too no, well done. Nope. Nope. Don't even don't even try that shit with me. Okay. Well, I mean, you were using the proper proper. Um, you know what? You included the women in your summary, <laughs> so I assumed that that had to be you. <laughs> Nobody else would do that shit. <laughs> you know. You know, I actually frontlined the women too much the first time I wrote it. That's actually why I was huh. late. To showing up to record just now because I was like, oh shit, I mentioned the women too much. I need it's to I much. need to pull them back and make yeah, the drifter yeah. more front and center. Yep. Otherwise yep. it'll be too obvious before will he kill them? <laughs> <laughs> I've realized, Megan, that you are the only person this game is for. That there is no one else who will actually think that this is mildly amusing, because usually my fuck up in my synopsis <laughs> is entirely geared towards inside jokiness from when we watch the movie as we're saying like oh man he should probably kill them they're being terrible <laughs> but amber don't you think that people want that um insight into both our movie watching and our friendship i honestly feel like no they don't <laughs> but then we're making a podcast where we're sort of anticipating that yes they do but i think i feel like i'm i'm well on record as to believing that no, they don't, nor should they. I mean, podcast is self-indulgent no matter what you do, so... Mm, I just I mean, want to indulge myself all over the place right now. In this watery world. In this watery, soggy, interestingly quaffed world. Uh-huh. Ah, the quaffing. Megan. Amber's. What do the critics have to say about this? Oh, actually, I just want to say one thing about Amazon's usually amazing synopsis. The mutated hero Mariner believes he's found a map to the mythical dry land. Mariner don't give a fuck about oh, yeah. the map to not. fucking dry land. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't want dry land. He doesn't know about the map. And when he does learn about the map, he doesn't fucking care. Nope. Nope. Come on, Amazon. Yeah. Okay, now we can move on to the critics. So Rotten Tomatoes uh, critics are at 48 and the audience is at 43. 56 for the critics and 41 for the users on Metacritic. Okay. okay. You know, not, not that bad. I mean, we've, we've definitely done worse. We've done worse. It is interesting that the audience score is lower than so the So low. That is, yeah. that is rare. Yeah. Especially, I feel like for these older movies too, they tend to be more nostalgically user rated. Right, right. It, in reality, I was surprised to see how generally positive, or at the very least, like, yeah, this is fine, This the blurbies mm -hmm. were. And most of them are 50 or above. Yeah, yep. 
And I'm like, hey, this is a solid action flick, solid summer action movie, decent action movie. It's long and does good action. Doesn't do great science fiction. They don't love Costner's hero. They like Dennis Hopper's bad guy. Yeah, well, who doesn't? Didn't love the dialogue. But I mean, in general, they're just like, yeah, this is fun. It was kind of funny. Blew some shit up. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, people seem to not like Costner's portrayal of this, like, anti-hero. They call him humorless and dreary, and he's dislikable and et cetera. Um, But I think that kind of is fun about him <laughs> that's kind of what i like about him seemed like the point and i, yeah. I kind of respected the fact that they didn't make him likable it's just yep. because he shouldn't be because this world is bonkers and they've created a situation in which he is actually the best of the drifters you encounter yes very much so and he still sucks but he's still mm-hmm. The best one. And and I feel like he's reasonable and well-crafted for the world that they've created, which is bugonkers. Right, which is, uh, you know, people live on boats and, yeah, fish and scavenge and steal from each other and are alone so much. Yes. Or, like, are in tiny enclaves of, like, dirty, desperate people who are afraid their genetics are getting too close together. Are are getting inbred because that's the only people they live with. It's just like tiny enclaves of resource-starved people and then like individual drifters out on the water by themselves for forever. Yep. And then smokers, who are basically like the pirates of this world who still possess guns and gasoline and jet skis when everybody else is sailing under like wind power and harpoon guns and knives. Right. So it's... It's a bad, 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 bad world of heavy isolation and desperation. It is, this was, I believe, to my knowledge, to my memory, Young Amber's first post-apocalyptic movie. Excellent. I think so. I mean, I was, what? Um, that makes sense. 12 when this one came out? Sure. That sounds right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of post-apocalyptic movies up to this point are pretty R-rated and there were rules in my house about how old I had to be to watch an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. And this one was PG-13. It was in my wheelhouse. I could watch it. And I yeah. wanted to. Because, again, grew up in the 90s. So Kevin Costner is kind of what you had if you wanted to watch. Isn't it strange that he was a... I mean, it right? seems strange that he was a movie star. These days, doesn't it? But it, yeah. back then, that's what... It, you, you had your bland gruff white guy in all the starring roles of both the dramas and the action movies right and that's what he, that, that was that there's your kevin costner yep yeah and amber i know this is confusing uh but this was my first time watching Waterworld. surprise surprise oh my goodness a movie you haven't seen i know right that i have seen Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like that's the premise of this podcast yeah almost would i remember from when this movie first came out. this al- So not only was it my first post-apocalyptic film, I think this might, this is at the very least, again, to my memory currently, the first time I remember feeling antagonistic towards critics. Because oh, interesting. I was 12, so I was old enough to be aware of critical reception and sort of the hubbub of the boondoggle that was Waterworld. Anybody who's relatively familiar with this movie would probably know that it was extremely expensive. Yes. 
and then critically not well received and it didn't make its money back in the theaters. It actually took to syndication and VHS distribution to eventually pull a profit. Right, exactly. So it was just like, ah, this is a career buster. This is ridiculous. All these expensive sets. You're doing it on the water. You know, fuck this movie. It's terrible. It's Don't watch it. It's worthless. And I went and watched it. It was like, this is fun. I like this movie. Critics are fucking useless. Yep. Yep. And Amber, the BMR critic, critic was born. Well, it just took 20 years to, you know, come to fruition. First, podcast had to be invented, and sure. then you had to force me to do this. Yep, ma'am. That's that's the <laughs> that's the timeline of events. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this this movie has been called Fishtar, after um, you know the, the critics famously hate movies that are are overblown budgets, and Ishtar was a, kind of a, an earlier film that was. Highly, highly made fun of because of of how overblown its budget was. So, you know, fish tar, get it? It's funny. Oh, right, because cause fish and Cause water. Because Kevin Costner is a fish man. And because Kevin Costner is a fish man. Yeah, I mean, so I don't want to go into the detail too much because a lot of people probably at least know the generals of it. But, like, essentially, um, the, the movie went way over budget partially because um, – it filmed for about twice as long as it meant to because they insisted on doing so many of the practical effects in filming on open water instead of in like the big fish tank, big tanks of water that these kinds of water films are often um, um, shot in. And so um, they either were going to film in Australia or um, in Hawaii off the coast of Kona and they decided to do Hawaii because it, they realized that it was winter in Australia. Um, one of the things they didn't do is they didn't research the weather in Kona and real, and didn't know that there was like essentially it rains uh, in Hawaii almost every day in the afternoon. And there are, are storms off the, um, off the coast there. And so they essentially had to stop filming almost every day at like three or four in the afternoon, leading it to like take so much more time. And then they were building sets that got destroyed in the water. They used up all the steel in Hawaii, Amber, and then they had to fly it in from California. And in order to accommodate the planes that were so heavy from all the steel they were flying in, they had to build... An extra quarter mile to the airport in Kona. They and then when they were filming shit, they always had to like. Um, you can get a pretty good like view of the ocean, but like you had, they had to always like the 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 Valdez that they the 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 smokers are from was built on a rotating platform. So depending on which angle they were shooting from, they could rotate that so that the background didn't include the island. So it's just like. In some ways, I respect the fact that they were um, kind of being uh, 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 as as close to like practical effects and 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 stuff like that as possible. But they just it was it's it's wild how much time and effort they spent on doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That is. I mean, it is. It is amazingly expansive and and isolating, and it, they have yeah, those big feeling, sweeping yeah. open water views because it's big sweeping open water but damn you don't fuck with the ocean 
Yeah. It will fuck with you back and make your movie very expensive. Yeah. They got, um, they talked to Steven Spielberg about uh, filming uh, 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 Jaws. And essentially Spielberg said, whatever you do, don't film on the open water. And they're like, fuck that. Let's do it. To the open water. To the open Spielberg water. Spielberg doesn't know shit. Yep. Yep. So. I mean, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. It, and it really does, like, it, it is very, it's, it's, it's a well-done, beautiful film in its own way. And like you said, it does make you feel isolated. It makes you feel stranded in the water. Like, you, you get the feeling like they are alone in the ocean, and the ocean goes on forever. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty cool. It is, yeah. I mean, it, it would have maybe been cooler if they'd had a slightly better story. Mm. Here's the other thing, Amber. The original um, film was at least 40, um, was, yeah, at least 40 minutes longer. It was almost three hours. Um, but they wanted to cut it down because, um, shit, and now I've forgotten. Kevin Costner was in a film before this that was almost three hours long and it did really poorly and can't remember the name of it but like they were like uh we can't do three hours we got to cut it and so what they ended up doing is cutting a lot of the story and <clears throat> you know delving into like the the you. you know atolls and you know the things that you'd want to see mm-hmm. to like build out kind of the culture the history the narrative of the world you're in but man if you have to choose between the big expensive action scenes and the story you keep the action scenes yep that's really what people are there for and one more thing, uh, a lot of people almost died making this movie. Oh, that has to be true. Was, yeah, like uh, uh, Gene Triplehorn, or yeah, Gene Triplehorn and Tina Marino almost drowned when like the the, the um, that ship that they Costner ship actually sank and almost dragged them down with them. Um, stunt doubles uh, or, or stunt folks, coordinators got like uh, um, what is that? The sickness when you come up in the water too quickly from filming oh the bends yeah is that what that is Some decompression sickness is that oh, the decompression same thing? sickness yeah i don't um, know i don't go yeah. in the water because it's scary as fuck kevin costner was tied to the mast of a ship at some point and then um uh, uh then a storm came in and they had to like wait to get him off because of uh uh the weather um they called tina marino oh god this is awful they called tina marino jellyfish candy because she got stung by jellyfish at at least three different separate occasions oh poor tina Majorino. she's so young in this she's so little in this movie poor poor little kid man the things you go through to film movies yeah anyway I, i i can i'll stop talking about uh but like there there were valid there's valid criticisms here where like you should research the weather patterns of the place that you're going to try to do really Mm -hmm. hard filming. Right. Mm -hmm. And you need to take care of your actors and stunt coordinators and, um, you know, uh, everybody on the set. They also, okay, sorry. You can probably cut lots of this. They didn't have, they had like all of these ships out on the water, you know, for like makeup and costuming and blah, blah, blah. On none of these ships did they have a bathroom. So they had to keep ferrying people back to the um, coast where there was a like a, a barge with um, with bathrooms, which I don't understand. But but that is something that had to happen. This is amazing. It's sort of just we're going to film on the open ocean. 
What's the best way to do that? I don't know, boats. I don't know. Start okay. building. Let's do Get it. Get some fucking steel. Yeah. How just, much just, steel? All of it. The best way to find out how to do it is just do it. Just, just do it and do then it. like make changes as you go. Mm-hmm. Slapdash something together and just keep building up from there. Yep. Yep. If something sinks, build something more on top of it. That's, that's how. Story of Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this all just makes this movie that much more fun. I think so too, Amber. All right, let's get into it, Megan. Okay. The critics are, you know, honestly, if you read the blurbs, they're not wrong. No, no, I don't think they're wrong. This is a decent action movie. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. It has a lot of quirks. Uh, and I think the knowledge of how difficult the making of this movie was, I think, did impact the score a bit, but probably not that much at the end of yeah. the day. it was It was almost... Hearing about it, I think, deterred people from thinking the movie might be good and predisposed them to disliking it. So right. that my experience of, hey, this wasn't that bad, probably almost helps. Almost helps, yeah. Buff it in my estimation. Yep, yep. Amber, when you're introducing your hero to a movie, mm-hmm. like, you know, you start off and it's Batman and he, like, saves somebody in trouble. Or and then you... pisses into a cup. Uh, um... I don't remember that in Batman. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, give, give me another, give me another, because I, I must be thinking of something else. So, uh, like, what's another hero? Uh, let's see. Um, like in Iron Man, Ember. You know, oh, he okay. Iron Man, and he's like, yeah, he's, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. he's super cool. He's got all this money and technology. And then he pisses into a cup and drinks it. No, no, Ember, that's not what he, 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 he builds an iron suit. I'm sorry, I thought box, you were telling me about scraps. introducing a super cool hero and the best way to introduce a super cool hero. Like when you want to open your movie and introduce a super cool hero, the first thing you do. Like Spider-Man. Yeah, like Spider-Man. And so you, you open on Spider-Man, but you don't see Spider-Man. You just see Spider-Man's legs. And he puts a cup on the ground. And he pees into that cup. Nope. And then you pan up and you look at his butt while he shakes <laughs> to make sure he gets all the pee. And then he, he puts his pee into some sort of contraption that hopefully filters it a little bit. Uh-huh. And then he drinks the pee. And then, then you're like, oh, man, Spider-Man, he's cool. I want to see what he's up to in this movie. Yeah, I don't remember. That might have been the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, you didn't watch that one? Um, maybe the third one. I didn't watch the third one. I don't think I watched the third one either. Yeah. Sorry, Toby. Sorry, Toby. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, when you yeah. introduce a hero, it's got to be pee related. Uh, Drinking your own pee. Uh, in Waterworld, yes, Amber. In that Waterworld, is yes. The beautiful first shot of the movie. It is. It is interesting. It gives you like the the bleak view of like there's not water. It's Waterworld, but you can't drink the water. And not only does he, he um, like, save every drop of his pee and then, you know, turn it into fresh water, hypothetically, and then, like, savor drinking it, then he, like, wash it, you know, he kind of washes it around in his mouth and he spits it on his beautiful, tiny little lime tree, Amber. So you've already got an idea of how he gets his water, that he's not going to get scurvy. It's, 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 you know, they're saying so much in that short scene, Amber. They are. They are. They're giving us a really a good picture of like, here, here is the best of them. Mm-hmm. In this world in which the polar ice caps have melted, covering the world in an un- unending ocean, the best of them is this guy peeing into this cup and drinking it and then saving a little bit for his tiny little lime tree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's your fucking hero. It's the, it's- it's the post-apocalypse people. What the fuck did you expect? Yeah. Yep. We drink our pee here. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's those are the ones that are living like kings. Yeah, yeah, he's he has it good, and uh, yeah, it is. It's actually a pretty solid opening. Like it, 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 is. it is. It's a it little is. slow, but you're right. Like introduces the concepts and and kind of the machinations, and then he has this like cool interaction with another drifter. Who fucked you, him? You you learn the drifter's code, Amber. You learn the drifter's code. You don't board each other's vessels. Mm-hmm. If if the person is like down doing his thing in the water, but if he doesn't come back, that vessel is yours. Right. Fair. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to exchange things when you meet each other, and the other guy's like, "Hey, you know, I'll just give you some information. There's an there's an atoll, you know, that away." Right. Right. Um. But I don't I don't need anything in return. But oh, guess he what, seems, people? He seems so nice, except. He fucking stole every single lime off that e- lime tree that Kevin Costner had one. been painstakingly watering. Yeah. With his pee drink. It's almost like a, a, a bonsai lime tree. It's like tiny and it's got lime. I mean, like, it would have to be tiny because, like, it's on a, you know, has limited it's on a boat space and it's on a boat. It's on a boat. It's on a boat. And uh, <laughs> gets limited water, you know, all of that. The worst thing he does as he's sailing away, as so on the horizon. So it also introduces smokers simultaneously. Yes. Yep. So you've got drifters, drifter code, mm-hmm. the, the hardships of living, and then smokers. And it's a bunch yep. of guys on some rusted out jet skis. And both of them are like, oh, fuck, I need to get my sail up and get the fuck out of here. I think I can get yeah. away in time. And as they're, you know, trying to pull away, other drifter starts juggling the limes in front of him. What a dick move. What a pointless dick move. You just leave with the limes. Yeah, they had a relatively pleasant interaction. And yeah, but then you had to like show off that you took the fucking limes, you ass. There was no reason to do that. He he was any the only reason he did it is because he thought he he was away. You know, his his sales were up, Kevin Costner's weren't, and the drifters were coming, and it was just he just had yep. to twist the knife and be an asshole. Kevin Costner had been nothing but gracious in that nothing exchange. But gracious, yeah. So I don't feel so bad when Kevin Costner effectively murders him. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner essentially goes, like, it, it's, it's, he needs to, he was diving, which has allowed the other drifter to come steal his limes. And so he, he, he wants to pick up the, the shit that he'd been diving for. And so he, he goes to get that, which is dangerous because he's kind of heading, not heading away from the smokers immediately. But his ship is so cool, Amber. He's like, so this cool. is one thing that like, they make a very good case for his ship being like fucking awesome. Mm. Like it's got like sails that pop up and he can pull the thing and this thing comes up and it can do another thing. And yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's um, tricked the fuck out, you know, post-apocalyptic rusted out style. Yeah, Mad Max style tricked out. For yeah, sure. Mad Max boats. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and what he does is he 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 picks up the thing he 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 dove for. He's able to come around. He's got like are they called catamarans or something? I don't know. It's one of those boats that has whatever. Yeah, it's like three holes stretched yeah. out with like netting in between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's able to like run over this guy in his smaller boat and take down his sail. And he essentially looks back at the guy and makes the like slit throat motion. And like, yeah, you don't take somebody's limes, boyo. Like don't take those limes. Don't and don't rub yeah. it in. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Casey would have just pieced out. Yep. He would have you know, you both would have had to fend for yourselves, but you had to be like, hey, I took your limes, asshole. Well, now you don't have a mast and those motherfucking smokers are killing you. Oh, yep, there you go. Yep. Because they also have guns. Opening scene really, really gets you situated mm-hmm. pretty well. 
You yep. know, you've got a hero. He's got his ways and his means. There are dangers in the ocean. And those dangers, pretty much your fellow man. Yes. Yeah. But ugh, you also need your fellow man because that's that's who you trade with. That's how you get the good stuff. Right. And so we get to where uh, we find out that what Kevin Costner had gone back for was he'd, he'd gotten some dirt, Amber, pure dirt. And he goes to what they call an atoll, which is essentially like a trading post that's uh, uh, got a bunch of people in it. And he, he, he trades the dirt for whatever their money is. I can't remember. Was It was chits or something whatever basically just like a form of currency that then buys him water and a tomato plant yep things that he needs but he wants he doesn't want to hang around he doesn't want to be around people you know everybody else you'd think would be desperate for human contact i don't know say if a group of people came up to you and were like hey so here's a young girl um Mm -hmm. we're getting pretty inbred here but if you would just like impregnate her, stick around until the baby comes, and then we will send you off with all the shit you need. We just mm-hmm. we need new new genes here. Most people would jump at that chance, Megan. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good deal. But for some reason, our mysterious gifter is uh he's not feeling it. Oh yeah. They they fucking freaked out when he wouldn't have sex with their women. Uh you know. Wow. He was... just wanted to go on his way and not accept a young girl. And impregnating her. So they attacked him. So they attacked uh, him and found out he's a muto, Amber. He's got gills behind his ears. Yep. Little tiny gills that sustain him in the water. Just somehow those tiny ear gills managed to filter enough oxygen from the water to power a fully grown man's lungs. Yeah, yeah. That tracks. Sure. And Evolution. Maybe he can't. It's beautiful. Can't spend all the time under. Maybe it just gives them a little extra. Yeah. A little extra, Amber. A little something extra. Yeah. Anywho, they decide to recycle murder him because he's a mutant. Yeah, it goes, it, it escalates very quickly. And like, it, it, this kind of thing stresses me out in a movie. Like, oh, he's got like water and a tomato plant. And, you know, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be great. He's, you know, it's like, he's got all his supplies. And now he's ready to take off. And then, and then it goes all very poorly. They take all his shit and they imprison him and then they throw, decide to throw him into some mud and, and recycle him for their community because he's a mutant and apparently they hate mutants. Yeah. And by mud, you mean what is almost definitely feces and as we saw other dead bodies. Yeah, it's poop and corpses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, the movie from here is, we've established his badassness, but also his otherness. Right. Uh, we, we also meet um, Jean Triplehorn and Tina Margarina's characters. They happen to be at this eight hole. Mm-hmm. And there's another old man with them. And the conceit is that Tina Margarino, Enola, has mm-hmm. a tattoo on her back. And let me be clear, I believe her character is supposed to be what? 12? Yeah, at the, at the max, yeah. And... Helen, Gene Triplehorn's character, and crazy guy. I don't even remember what the old Gregory, name. I think. Old Gregory? Like yep. Excellent. Pretty sure it's something like that. They're pretty sure. Old Gregor, excuse me. Old Gregor. Is they were they're pretty sure that the map on Enola's back is a map to Dryland. Right. Everyone thinks it's a myth, but oh my goodness. It must be real. Right. 
they Here's don't a map. know how to interpret it. Yet. They don't know how to read the map. It has characters they don't understand. And basically just sort of, it's a circle with an arrow pointing up to some mountains. Yeah. Thanks, well, people who did this. Yeah. And they think that the mariner, as since he showed up with dirt, mm-hmm. maybe he knows where dry land is anyway. So maybe they don't even need the tattoo. Right. But smokers are also looking for Enola with the tattoo on their back and they attack the atoll, mm-hmm. leading to some awesome action and Enola, Helen, and the Mariner, Kevin Costner's character, all coming together to go on a fun trip together because he's in a cage. They get him out of the cage in exchange for boating services. Yes, exactly. And a, and a, a, a one-way ticket to dry land. Right. Yes. Old Grigger was going to go with them and help out, but mm-hmm. gosh darn it, his hot air balloon gets activated and he's the only one who gets whisked off into the sky. Right, it's very uh, 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 Wizard of Oz because he doesn't understand how to control it just yet. Oh no, was it supposed to happen? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hope you don't die with the smokers. Yep. The Atoll Attack also uh, introduces us to our bad guy. Yes. Uh, Deacon, played mm-hmm. by Dennis Hopper, with great verve... Yes. Whimsy. We've got so many characters in this. Like, they're attacking the atoll. Um, we've got uh, uh, the semaphore boys, Amber. Oh, Deacon's semaphore boys. Yeah. So the attack is pretty well... He's clearly done this before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a boat where there's just a guy with a freaking Gatling gun just mm-hmm. having at it. They have, you know, the, the jet skiers also with guns. They have a plane. Yes, and what do you do a with a plane and water worlds to uh, affect an attack, Megan? The only thing you can do, Amber, first, you deploy your ramp. A ramp, you say. Yeah, you know, the ramp, ramp. the floating ramp. So you've got boats with guns and you've got uh-huh. boats with just ramps. I guess so. Are the jet skis using the ramps? No, no, Amber. The water skiers are. I'm sorry, the, the water skiers. The so water boats skiers are pulling water skiers no, and jumping no. over. No, 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 no. Don't be silly. Okay, the what? plane is pulling the water skiers over the boat ramp that they Amazing. put. Amazing. Yeah, and then they like crash into the middle of this. Like the, the atoll is essentially like a, a circular thing with water in the middle that like a little city-ish thing is is built around. Big metal walls. Yeah, it's, it's you know that are being jumped over by water skiers pulled by plane. Yep. Yep. Yay! I love water worlds. It's, yeah, it's. Delightful. And then the jet skis do go up it, but the jet skis also go under the water and pop up in the middle. It, you know, they've got all kinds of plans, Amber. And it's all being guided by Dennis Hopper, who's sitting on this throne on this boat mm-hmm. with two boys. Yep. Like, what are those boys? Oh, they're semaphore boys. So he's, yep. he's directing the entire attack through his semaphore boys, who are yes. just flagging with such precision and directing the assault to his liking and it's it's wonderful it is it yes. is it's, it's very good it's a solid action movie you have it a good is. Yeah, a good is. funny bad guy who's also a psychopath with mm-hmm. his band of dirty boys doing all the murder yep. you have damsels in distress and a, a magical what's it that is tattooed on one of them mm-hmm. and a taciturn drifter who can save them both right and and maybe they can save him too Maybe they can break into his heart. This launches the journey mm-hmm. of Enola, Helen, and the Mariner. And they're instant friends, Amber. They just get along well oh, from boy. the very beginning. So let's talk about this. Okay. Megan, 
Yes. In the beginning of this 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 threesome journey together, mm-hmm. whose side are you on? Um. Well, Amber, I am. I I'm very much on the Mariner side. Oh man, am I on the Mariner side? Helen and Enola are being the worst. They're being the fucking worst. They're being I mean, terrible. In the terrible very beginning, guests. he 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 very much uh, uh, thinks to um, you know throw the little girl off because they don't have enough water. Like his shit is broken. He didn't get all the like water and stuff he was supposed to. All the supplies he was supposed to have because um, the shit hit the fan. So he's like, well, it's better to get rid of her now, not have you know the little one waste the supplies. Um, rather than having a slow death later and we all die. So he's very practical. He's not wrong. Okay, he's not Megan, wrong. he's <laughs> not wrong. Well, most people will be like, save the kid, you know, yep. at, at all costs. How will she survive if both the adults are dead in this harsh world? She won't. So the yep. people who are most likely to survive, Mariner and Helen, yep. and like, okay, slow death for everyone or just like huck the kid overboard and, yep. you know, maybe they'll survive. I, I get it's practical. It's, it's practical, and and in this world that we've seen, this shit is rough. Like all this, Harsh like realities. it's 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 alone, and like mm. he's already just like murdered a guy for taking his limes, which is not a harsh enough punishment, if you ask me. But <laughs> um, so about those limes. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you see his point. He doesn't do it. But then uh, Anola and Helen are just being the fucking, like, taking his shit without asking. They're oh sassing gosh. him. Sassing like nobody's business. Yes. Yeah. And he's a loner. He doesn't enjoy sass. And he's, like, ready to throw small children off the boat. Like, you don't sass that man. Just absolute straight up sass. And I blame Anola less than I blame Helen because Helen is yeah. the adult here. Helen yeah. understands reality situation better than Anola. Anola seems to have been insanely coddled to the extent that she has zero fear or understanding of consequences or how the world works. Mm. And I get that. She's treated like the golden child because she showed up in a basket filled with dirt with a magic tattoo on her back. And it was like, oh, you're special. We should keep you safe. And oh, the smokers want you. So we should keep you safe. Right. But then nobody is telling her not to be an asshole to the very right. dangerous man who is the only reason you're still alive and may yep. be the reason you die. Yep, yep. Come on, Helen. Yeah, come on, Helen. You're the reason Enola gets thrown overboard. Yep, yep. He saves her after throwing her overboard. I mean, technically, yes. Mm-hmm. Grudgingly, because he doesn't want to do it. Yep, yep. So at the beginning, I'm pretty much on the Mariner side. Like, you, I don't like what they do with the women in this. They... Because Helen lives in this world, too. Right. She should not be surprised by him. She should not be surprised by the desperateness of their situation. She should not be surprised that two more mouths to feed on a small boat is asking a lot. Like, she lives in a world where she's seen, like, she got onto that atoll somehow and, like, and she's seen people come and go. Like, she knows the deal. And I think, you know, maybe she's assuming that because like he showed up with a big old thing of dirt. Right. So he must be rich and, and know where land is. And right. this this should be easy peasy. But when he explains the situation, sort of, nah, it's not like that. She should immediately kind of be trying to make herself useful mm-hmm. or, I don't know, like readjusting her expectations. You did not hook up with a sugar daddy. You hooked up with a drifter. He's very good. He's not gonna rape you. But that's about it. And that's apparently in this world, 
best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in this world. He's like a fucking hero. Who boy? So and she does offer sex in exchange for Anola's life. He doesn't take mm-hmm. her up on it because she's not into it. Okay, I guess that makes him a gentleman. Yeah. It's it's it would be hard to watch our hero take advantage of a woman and oh, and geez. still you know be on his side. So so they made the right move there. But the then later they make a different move, which they shifts do. my opinion of the mariner and whose side I'm on. Yes, and what happens, Amber? And I've got I've got I'm gonna defend the mariner after you tell us what happened. So we encounter a new drifter. This dude is bugonkers. The first one, the lemon thief, was pretty lucid, stupid at the end of the day. Sorry, limes. I'm so sorry. They were 100% limes. <laughs> Don't get it fucking wrong, Amber. I'm so, you, I've I, killed for less. I know. <laughs> oh, jeez. I lost my train of thought with fear. I peed a little. So we encountered a new drifter. Mm-hmm. First one was lucid. Cagey. Yeah. Beefy. Sure. But, and ultimately, so much of this world is survival of the fittest. Yes. The first drifter, not smart enough to survive. You don't no. show the thing you got away with. He just assumed because the guy's sails were down, he couldn't catch him. Don't assume. No. This guy has been alone way too long and way has gone so crazy. So crazy. So crazy. So fast. He is repeating himself, barely lucid, hopping around. He wants sex. Yep. Really not thrilled with him suggesting it with Enola. That, um... Oh, that was, that was, um... I didn't... That wasn't necessary. It was I, very upsetting. I get that it it illustrates how fucked up the world is and the people in it are, but I was already, I was already there. I didn't actually yeah, need yeah. that bit. I didn't need that to be said, But, who yeah. boy, he's willing to settle with Helen, and wouldn't you know it, the Mariner is willing to sell... Sorry, rent Helen to him for half mm-hmm. an hour in exchange for his precious two pieces of paper. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's strange, right, Amber? You, you, you can't eat the paper. You can't drink the paper. No, nope. he doesn't need the paper. No, nope. we find and out later he has paper. He has magazines. He has, a, he has full magazines, full magazines with many pieces of paper. This is two pieces of pretty washed out paper. Yeah. yeah. So I hard pull in yeah. favor of Helen and Enola on this one. Right, the fact that he thought he could sell them, like he's so, not sell, yeah, rent. rent. Excuse me, excuse me, pimp them, yeah, indeed. Although Amber, here's what I think. We've already talked about the drifter code, right? You don't board people's ship without permission. You you trade when you're around them. You know, you, you keep it civil. I think he knows. Uh, the mariner knows he's got two extra mouths to feed. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. knows this drifter is not okay. Just no, super not okay. Very not okay and super horny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think what he does is he sets a honeypot for him. He says, yeah, you can sleep with uh, 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 Helen. You can have half an hour with her. Sure. Yeah, he does do that. But then he changes his mind. Cause it he, seems like he changes his mind because he feels bad and doesn't want to go through it. Are you I suggesting? Think, I think he knew he was going to change his mind, counted on this drifter who was, you know, not okay to turn on him, which he does. And then he would have a valid reason to shank him and take his shit. Self-defense shanking so he can yes. have all of his belongings. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, mm-hmm. if that's the case, yes, I'm still pretty fucked up, but I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's not it's not nice, but it's it's part of it's it's very in keeping with the brutal reality. Mm-hmm. And he's keeping to the code. You know, he's it's not going to straight up just murder the guy and steal his shit. It's yep. he just went. He's like, you know what? Trades off. Guy couldn't handle it. He broke the code first, so then he can murder him. Yep. And take his stuff. It's brutal, Amber. I'm not saying it's like something I would want someone to do, but in this world, it's kind of not as bad as it could be. Natural selection, baby. No. Okay. I guess it, that is significantly better than, hey, I'll try, I'll rent you up for a couple pieces of paper. Mm, yeah. Maybe this is, is this bad? Did I do a bad thing? Hey, 12-year-old, is this a bad thing I did? Yeah, no, I should stop this. I sh- nah, this wasn't right. Yep, I, I think he was always going to stop it, Emmer. That's my... Sure. Uh, Let's break on that shit. That's my headcanon. Okay. Everyone knows how I love my headcanon. It's more real than reality. <laughs> Excellent. After this, the, move, the rest of the movie has to happen. Uh, we, we, of course, are shown by the Mariner... That Helen's dreams of him leading them to dry land are for naught. His dirt comes from the bottom of the yes. water because he just uh, goes into the cities and st- st- just scavenges stuff off the bottom. And and something that I hadn't really understood until now is that the folks in this world don't understand that there were cities below them, like that right. there were, there, which was really interesting. Um, like it's been long enough that they just. Don't know what the world was. Don't know was. what the world was, which is, I mean, that makes sense. Um, in fact, someone called, called, you know, later in the movie calls him blasphemous for, for suggesting that uh, that there were, you know, cities below them. Yeah. And and it, he, he in a, in a very smart move, takes Helen underneath oh, the water geez. so that, you know, he has this like air bladder bobble thing and bubble thing. And, and can, like, weigh it down and so that she, her head can be in it. And then, of course, he doesn't need air because he's, you know, a fish He's got man. gills. He's got tiny gills and webbed toes. Yes, and webbed toes. Um, and he takes her down. You know, the two adults go down to the bottom of the ocean and leave the little girl who everybody is searching for on the boat alone. Well, they don't do that immediately after fleeing a confrontation with the smokers who are looking for Enola, right? Oh, they they do. And it was like, uh, essentially right after uh, uh, the Mariner gets shot. And so he's also nursing a fresh bullet wound. So he's 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 been shot through his abdomen and they just fled the smokers. So now it's time to take a quick little stop, burn some flares, and show Helen burn the bottom. Burn all of the flares, Amber. He so doesn't just burn a flare and hold on to it. He seems to be just... I don't know, going him, through like, a half a dozen. Yeah. Do they at least like scavenge some stuff off the bottom while they're he there? He shows her the dirt and then they go up. Okay. Is it at least cool looking? It is cool looking. Yeah. But, I mean, for the 90s, it's pretty cool looking. For the 90s, cool it's cool looking. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I guess it's worth it that when they get up to the top, the fucking smokers are there. <laughs> the fucking smokers are everywhere. The little girl Why is gone. Why does he do that? Just take his word for it or wait until yeah. you're farther. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. but that was dumb and you deserve yeah. to have your boat burned. I, I fe- like it feels like they went like 20 feet away from the smokers like, okay, time to joyride. They'll never find us now. Let's mm-hmm. stay completely still and leave the little girl alone. Yep. 
this is court of course when uh uh, uh the deacon gets uh anola and uh tries to interpret her and takes her takes her back to the they, they got like um the it's the exxon valdez and so that's where they're getting all their oil and uh um, they've got a huge he's got a huge like following of people on this huge ship and uh they're gonna try to figure out what her tattoo means They've got cigarette and, and booze and canned meat, but the oil is, is dwindling and they got to find that dry land. Yeah. Yep. And he's, he's essentially like becomes some sort of prophet and, and, ha- and feels like he has to deliver to keep the people from turning on him. Oh, they, they are getting antsy. Yeah. He's, yep. he's been promising them dry land and he is not delivering it. And nope. nor can he interpret the tattoo on her back. So there's still he still can't deliver it. No, no. But he can hold up the little girl and say, look at this. Like, from like a hundred feet up in the air, he's like, look at this little girl's back. There's a mark on it. This means something. Yep. Now row, because I know where it is in any direction. Don't worry about it. Oh, meanwhile, Helen and the Mariner are saved by old Grigor. Oh, he came back. He finally learned how to use his uh, his airship uh, as a dirigible. The burning boat helped him navigate towards them shore. Sure, he. It was very clever for them to set the boat on fire. He would never would have found them, and you know, they had. You know, I would have preferred. So it, it basically, it lands on you know the Mariner doing a one man army sure. assault on the Exxon Valdez, which is it's a good, it's a good, yeah, it's, it's sequence. Yeah, and he, he does it because he wants his friend back. Mm-hmm. He, he and Enola have bonded. He taught her to swim. He's he, he's. Uh, Amber, you're saying that Enola didn't know how to swim. Oh my goodness, she didn't know how to swim, Megan. It, didn't, it was like, silly. How how do you live on the water and not know how to swim? I don't know. Again, how, like you said, she's a special, special child. She sure, do shit. but her guardian Helen in a world of water, you would think would be, okay, you have to know how to swim. You can get knocked in the water just by like taking a misstep through the rusted metal that makes our world. Helen is the worst guardian. Yeah. yeah. But they, you know, there's a little, like, essentially, some people escaped from the atoll, including, you know, old Grigor and, and some other folks that were not the worst people in the world. Right. Yeah. Which was hard because everyone seems to be the worst people in the world. The only people left are the worst. And they don't want to go back for her, but they need her because... Old Grigor now knows how to interpret the symbols because of the paper that Kevin Costner got from the crazy drifter. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But gosh darn it, they didn't make up, you know, didn't draw it down because paper, hard to come by. Drawing things, hard to come by. So they need her. But really, Kevin Costner doesn't give a cut. He just wants his friend back. He just wants his friend back, Amber. The sequence is good as he's scaling the ship and then going inside of the ship and then creeping around its innards. Yep. And killing people one at a time. Well, most of the people are above listening to the deacon give this big inspirational speech. And then when they all rush down to the bottom, he goes up top. After having done this, like, sneak murder mission, he just, just sort of strides yeah. straight to the deacon. <laughs> like, give me the kid back. Deacon's like, no, I don't want to do that. So then he lights a flare and holds it over a tube <laughs> that leads directly to the oil in the ship. He would, he wouldn't though, Amber, that would blow them all up. He absolutely drops that flare after giving a small <laughs> smile. 
which which made me very happy like yep. it made me so happy because they never do that shit they, they never, never do that shit yeah you would never you would never drop that match because then we'd all burn you would never blow that hatch because then we'd all get ejected into space fucking mariner doesn't give a fuck he's gonna drop that flare yeah dystopian like he's brutal like he's fucking he'll burn everything to save this friend of his yep amber there's somebody who lives on the oil there's a there's there's a guy i believe he's called the depth gauge guy he is the depth gauge guy yes Uh what's his job well megan he lives in uh the oil the the tanker part of the oil tanker uh, just he, on a little boat he lives um, on the oil yeah he just lives down there he's this old pale like scrawny man on this little floating thing on the oil and his job is to keep track of where the oil level is at and so you do have a scene earlier where deacon just like opens this tiny little thing and like calls down to him and he's like, good day or good night, whichever the case may be. Just going to let you know that, you know, you've only got four feet of oil left, boyo. And <laughs> he's just closed back in the darkness. Yep. So when this flare comes down this hole and the oil just immolates into this ball of fire and comes towards the depth gauge guy, his response is wonderful. It stuck with me as a kid. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> the sweet release of fiery death has finally come for me. Yeah, I live on oil in the dark on a tiny boat. There are there are good little chuckles in this movie. Like, good, good solid dark humor in this post-apocalyptic wasteland of terrible people. And that, for me, was, was a, a love... I don't know. I... I find, especially when I was younger, I found, you know, wanton death of people very upsetting. Mm-hmm. But it, I that might have also, this this I feel like this movie was a lot of firsts for me. That might have been the first time where I was like, yeah, that guy's life is bad. This is probably the best best case scenario for him. And he's happy about it. At he least. seems happy about it. I guess I, I shouldn't yeah. be sad. Sweet no. release of death. Oh, that's upsetting. That guy stole those limes. He should fucking burn in hell for all eternity. I mean, I grasped the concept of vengeance as a tween, Megan. Come on. That's the language of fucking 12-year-old hormones. You know, take fucking limes, Amber. Take those fucking limes. Kill him. Kill him, Kevin Costner. I wish you'd done it with your bare hands. Uh, That's ocean justice. Yes, it is. After that, the action's done. They go to dry land because blah, blah, blah. And But not everybody. Only... There was a small bastion of folks from the atoll that -hmm. was attacked. Yep. And then there was an even smaller group of people who went to rescue the Mariner and Enola from the sinking Valdez ship. Right, on the dirigible. So it it was just Helen, old Grigor, and then this guy that was sort of like the marshal or the sheriff for the atoll. It seemed like a decent guy. Yeah, as decent as they come in this world. So those... So you've got those three people, and then you've got Kevin Costner and Enola. Yep. Who had come from a boat of larger survivors who didn't want to come and help rescue Enola. Right. Yep. Do they go back for them before they they go to dry land, Megan? They do not, Amber. Okay, so they just just fuck fuck fuck, those people. Yeah, they fuck right off, Amber. (laughs) They fuck right off to dry land. Yep, yep. Okay, just, 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 just... just yeah. checking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think there's like an old lady and maybe another person. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's less than 10 of them on there. Uh, yeah. So 
Yeah. They go to Mount Everest, Amber. So the, Where the else would they Five be? of them fuck right off to dry land. Yep. yep. Oh, boy. Although uh, we, we can also just, just quickly mention, because I, I found myself amused by response to this, there, there is a moment when they're rescuing Enola. Uh, mm-hmm. They're up on the dirigible, but she gets knocked off. Yep. And she falls into yes. the water below. Yes. Oh my and God, yes. <laughs> so the deacon and two random other guys are pretty much the only survivors of the smoker ship. Yep. And he signals to all of them to go and get Enola. And wouldn't you know it, they're all equidistant from yep. her. Yep. And they all converge on her from converge. different sides. And then Kevin Costner ties a rope to his leg, which apparently is the perfect bungee rope. And he Thank jumps God. down, dives into the water, grabs her and is bounced back up just as the jet skis are closing in and they all hit each other and explode into a fiery ball of death. Megan. Uh-huh. If he hadn't grabbed Enola... <laughs> this made me laugh so much. They would have fucking still exploded on top of her. Like, <laughs> it didn't matter if she was there or not. They were all gonna, like, meet in the middle and, and, and die. Absolutely. It was... He, he clears that by a second. Yeah. They were... Full speed ahead, not slowing down, just driving at each other in a game of little girl chicken. Yeah, it was. It was it's amazing. It's it like, is. It's fantastic. Yeah. What a what yeah. a great way for the bad guy to die. Yep, absolutely. Amber, we find we find the answer to all of our questions on this on this island, which is the top of Mount Everest. We oh. find, um, <laughs> we find a little hut, and. Okay. Uh, uh, two body. Sorry, not bodies. Skeletons. They're they're okay. just bones now. Okay. And they they luckily left out several like versions of the tattoo on paper, and the tattoo kit out like betwixt them. So I guess I guess we're supposed to presuppose that their last living act on this earth. Uh-huh. Sorry, they had like three last living acts. They were dying. Yeah. So they tattooed their toddler, Must stuck have been it two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stuck it in a basket with some dirt. With some dirt, uh, got it past the tide, so it mm-hmm. didn't just come back to the island. Yep. Set it adrift in the ocean. Fingers crossed, it somebody finds it. Right. And then laid down and died. On yeah, lay down on the bed amongst their tattoo equipment. And died. Yes. Well, they can't put it away, Megan. They're about to die. Yeah. Good point. They also, have seconds left. Also, when, uh, I don't know, when Jean Triplehorn, when Helen found Anola, like, she must have been pretty damn close to Mount Everest because that little kid doesn't live very long. She must have been within a day. Right. Of there. Right. I Whoever found that child yep. should have immediately just begun searching in a grid. Like, just... I don't understand, because that baby can't get far and still be alive. Nope. Also. Yes, please. Did the polar ice caps just, like, flash melt? <laughs> Was it just all, like, global warming is, is what they mean by global warming is like literal, like, just microwave of the two polar, like, aliens mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. and were just like, bing, and then there was just a tidal wave of water that covered everything instantly. Well, because I mean, I, how the fuck are you not going to fuck off to the highest point on the map? Yeah, yeah. Well, two things, Amber. One is that uh, the polar ice caps melting 
would not lead to all of the water, but all of the uh, land except for Mount Everest to be underwater. That's I do not accept that, but let's move on. The aliens also, okay, so they flash melted the ice caps and also brought more water. And okay, some water. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, they also dropped off more water. I I think Amber, you are you are underestimating the um, the power of rich white folks who would as this was happening, immediately start some sort of war over the fact that uh, 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 keeping of, of getting to Mount Everest or buying Mount Everest. Okay. And, and I think, um, like, you know, six of the richest people uh, bought Mount Everest, uh, uh, kept everybody else away from it, let them die or, you know, make boats and, and, and uh, try to survive in the water. And uh, they brought their horses and they... Uh, lived there in a pristine gorgeous land until they had definitely to touch their child and send her off oh my gosh i can actually see this in my mind it's sort of yeah, yeah. the the battle of the mega yachts yeah, just a bunch exactly. of like the water shows up but they all have their mega yachts and they all fuck off to everest and then they have just the big a big fucking war over who gets to live in a pristine nature preserve because they can't all stay there because yeah. uh, god forbid if i can't have my estate with my arabian mm-hmm. horses okay yep. the new world is going to be beautiful it's going to be me my handful of offspring because i don't have time to make a lot of them and my horses Yep, yep. The rest of all y'all can die. Yes, pretty much. You what you don't see on the other side of the the now island of Mount Everest is the sixty yachts that uh, you just know, the yacht graveyard of yacht all the other rich people with like with like musket balls in the side of them from the mm-hmm. rich person war. And yeah, I mean, I think like and several generations of them lived there until the final. Uh, generation just, uh, were dying and sent off their little ch- tattooed child. Oh my gosh, you know what and happened. Hurt. Like, they, the help died off. Mm. And then and they, they realized how away. hard it is to, like, <laughs> clean their own shit and raise yeah. their own kids. Yeah. And that's why Fuck there's just, like, shit. the one couple and child left. Just like, oh, this is so hard. Well, let's just have one. Oh, there's not enough of us now. Oh, we should have let them breed. Why did we sterilize the help? Because pristine nature preserve god uh, damn it oh man were we already living in a dystopian future before the ice caps melted yes i do believe we were that is unfortunate well let's tattoo our daughter and stick her in this basket yep yep i've got the dirt you've got the (laughs) child okay you freshly tattooed beautiful because paper probably won't survive although their one message in a bottle is a tattooed baby Mm-hmm. Did they really have, could they not have also, I don't know, tattooed a horse and sent it out in a boat? <laughs> Amber, maybe they did and that horse <laughs> didn't make they it. Did. Maybe there was lots of paper with her that explained everything it's in just detail. just like tattooed squirrels and- sent out in like little rooms. <laughs> All around the reef, you find all these like attached, yeah, tattooed seagull, tattooed, yeah, uh-huh. It's just nobody was showing up. It's like, this is going to be a baby. Well, I'm getting re- ready to die. Margaret, how about you? Mm, yeah, George. All right. Time to tattoo the baby. Tattoo the baby. No one showed up to take care of her. Yep. The squirrels didn't work. Yep. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, everybody lives happily. Sorry, not everybody. The five people they decided mm-hmm. to bring with them lives happily ever after? Well, the... the- 
the mariner decides he cannot he does not belong on land amber so he's gonna and, he, and there's also another uh there's a boat that looks awful like his boat um uh, uh on the on the beach so he fixes that up and he takes off to find other people and bring them there since there's only one old man one woman one younger man and a tiny girl and that's it um he doesn't actually say that um, Does anybody say that? Or are they just like, he doesn't belong here. He wants to go back to the water because he's a fish man. Yeah, that's what they say. I mean, the only thing that would make sense is for... So the only thing that would make sense was would be for him to go and find other people and send them that way. Except we've already established that he's the sanest one in this fucking world. And if he sends anybody else there, they're going to go there and they're going to fuck that shit up. So... And they specifically don't send him out to get more people. That is not discussed. Oh, no. It's not a part of the movie. He just no, leaves. No, 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 no. He just, he just fucks right off Ember. So, Megan, is this movie ultimately a post-apocalyptic world that argues for the extinction of the human race? I think so, Ember. I, th- I think they're, they're saying sometimes it's better off to just, you know, let Leave the, the world to the off. horses and the behemoths under the sea. Yes, please. It really seems that way. Because you... Yeah. You have four people there. That you can't make more people with that. They're just no, they're, no. they're on dry land now. That's great. They have the stuff that they need, but that's that's it. Everybody else yeah. is straight up dying off. Yeah. And and everybody else we meet is horrible. You know, I mean the, the smokers have been eliminated. Mm-hmm. But the other drifters are terrible too. And right, exactly. everybody's they they attacked Kevin Costner because he had gills yeah. and didn't want to sleep with a sixteen year old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you know that's actually kind of nice. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. It's it's yeah. a post-apocalyptic like the the last hard scrabble vestiges of humanity struggle to survive, but dry land is this beacon of hope. And then they find it, and they're like, yeah, we should probably just end it with us, huh? Yeah, you want to bring anyone yeah. else? I I don't. I don't no. think that would be good. The horses look so happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the secret dies with us. The secret dies with us. We're agreed. Let's send the mariner away to bring more. No, not to no, bring more people. No. He's going to be happier out there. And he has everything he needs to live his life without having to trade with anyone else because he took Wait. it all for. Okay. Well, and humanity quietly dies. Yeah. It's for the best, Amber. So, Amber, how would you rate this movie on the Rocks Yell? Regrettable outstanding craze balls or K? I mean, this movie is craze balls. I think the action is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know if it's outstanding, but it's, I mean, no. big set pieces, excellent use of, of stunt people and explosions. Visually, it is very impressive. But it, I think it's, it's mostly craze balls. Yeah, they they did what they set out to do. Like, they, they took that time and that money, but they did do what they meant to do, which is to make you feel like this was a water world. Oh, yeah. Yep. So... That's that's pretty great, and like most of it was done with practical effects, and and that's cool. I think I think it is a perfect expression of the you know mediocre white guy of the '90s genre of action movie, mm-hmm. uh, complete with you know Helen was scrappy, she was dynamic, she, she was, was strong, yeah, but she was almost always wrong. So, yes, and and. Being treated like property sometimes and... Even by our hero. Yeah. It it made it 
so that of course you you she's basically a damsel in distress not the most yes. irritating of damsels in distress that we've come across and i did kind of appreciate enola's bluster even if she was kind of a bratty little jerk so she won me over when she was hanging out with Deacon. Oh my and, gosh! And just yeah, being as fucking sassy as as she'd been to to the Mariner, and like, and I think you said this during during um this where she started like building the Mariner's lore. Like it, it was pretty funny because they cut back and mm-hmm. forth from her talking about like you know he can smell you from a hundred miles away and he can hear you through blah blah blah, and like He's they killed a hundred men and yeah. Yep, and then and then you cut to uh, the mariner just stabbing people under the boat and coming to find her. Yep, yeah, just ramboing his way through the tanker. It is impressive. Yeah, yep. yep. It's like he's coming for you. He's gonna he's gonna come for me. He's gonna kill you all, and you'll be sorry. It is. It. It. Yeah. She. she she's real fucking sassy. She cranks the sass up to a hundred for the for the yeah, smokers, which is pretty endearing. It is. Yeah. It is. I did. You, I do come around on Enola, and not just because. She's played by Tina Majorino, and I love Tina Majorino. She's fantastic, yes. So they are they are definitely tropes of 90s women yeah. in action movies, which is not the best thing. But they're also not the worst version I've ever seen. Sure. And, uh, yeah, what about the uh, people of color? Uh, how many... Uh... They are in the movie sometimes. They, there, are, there are non-white people in this movie in places, not in... Main roles, Amber? Yeah. Mm. You know, they do say words, but none of them are, are main characters, no. Yeah. Weirdly enough, this world is ruled still, still. predominantly, yeah. by white folks. Yeah. Even even the people who claimed Mount Everest yeah. are white people. Yep. Yes, indeed. Megan. Yes, Amber. Do you have a Nisa story? I do. Um, so we were um, going to see these uh, 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 Christmas lights and holiday lights that they had out. It was a drive-through thing, and uh, Dan and I and the, the kiddos went, and and like it, 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 they did, they do a really good job of like there's just tons of lights and there's snowflakes and there's like the lights uh, 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 kind of blink in this way that it looks like you know pages are turning and there's a book and a Christmas tree and a menorah and a, like it's all this stuff. Um, and, um, we were, you know, of course talking with the kids and, um, there was a, um, a dove and it looked like it was like flying. Um, and, uh, and then somebody pointed that out and, and, uh, Maddie goes, a chicken, chicken, bok, bok, bok. And and she called it a chicken for the whole time and then said chicken, bok, bok, bok. What a beautiful graceful majestic chicken bok 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 christmas you know the christmas chicken amber yeah christmas chickens yeah what mm. was a dove even doing there megan I why would was, a dove be more logical than a chicken i, I think i support a, the yeah, chicken i think there the was christmas a whole chicken. peace on earth thing that was happening there but you know whatever a piece of chicken on earth piece of chicken bok 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 on earth excellent yes amber do you have any recommendations I'm going to recommend a Celestial Seasonings tea. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, because, you know, anybody can get it. It's just sort of a, it's gene- it's a basic type of tea that anyone can have. It's not fancy. Get in a grocery store, order yeah. off of Amazon by the case like I do. But I, I, I love black teas, but I'm kind of caffeine sensitive and I can't really handle them. Not on a regular basis. 
but I like that good, bold black tea flavor. Mm. And so I stumbled on this type of celestial seasonings tea called Roastaroma. Roastaroma. It is caffeine free. Uh-huh. But it's like it's got a good solid, you know, like a little little bitter flavor. Uh, it's, it's roasted barley and chicory and carob and cinnamon, allspice and star anise. As it's a very pleasant, you know, hearty brown brew. And I recently started drinking it with like a little bit of vanilla soy milk in it, which I I never have vanilla soy milk on me because I don't use it for anything other than making biscuits. And I may or may not have started making biscuits again periodically. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, maybe if I use this up with putting it a little bit in my tea, then I won't eat biscuits as much. Sure. It just made me buy more vanilla soy milk. Of course it did. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, a little bit in the tea is amazing because, yeah, you know, imagine. sugar and vanilla flavor. Yeah. What is there not to like? Yeah. I'd, and I almost never put additives in my tea, but oh boy. So yeah, celestial seasonings, roast aroma with a little roast. vanilla soy milk. Delightful. It's been a lovely winter concoction. Excellent. Megan, do you have a recommendation? Uh, yeah, we watched um, Encanto with, uh, with the kiddos. It's a new um, Disney uh, movie. It's on Disney Plus. Um, and it was delightful. It is, um, you know, a, 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 is it Pixar? I can't probably keep things straight anymore, but probably. Um, I mean, it's Disney and animated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's about this family that some of them have magical powers and they live in this magical house. And then the, um, things start to go awry, but then they have to figure it out as a family. And of course, they're singing because it's uh, Disney. And uh, yeah, it's delightful. It's a, um, I feel like the critics kind of have been lukewarm on it. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and a bunch of the songs keep getting stuck in my head. So, um, yeah, so it's it's very good. Encanto. Megan, this has been delightful. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to see you again after this hiatus. Yes. I look forward to your voice eventually being resuscitated uh, by not. some magical spell. Maybe yep. we'll find a genie. We'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope you have a good weekend this year, this new year. Yes. You now have one precious precious good weekend that you can spend at any point in time during this year perfect i will i will put that in my back pocket for later and i will just end like i always do amber by saying a rock in the middle of the sea is never afraid of rain rock in the middle of the sea megan is is the rock just floating do rocks float i don't think so Okay, so it's it's under the sea then. We're talking well, about a, a it's, rock it's that's under of, the sea. Yeah, it's never afraid of rain, Amber. Are rocks not in the middle of the sea afraid of rain? Terrified. Just, Why? Because uh, it gets them wet. And this rock is in the middle of the sea is not wet. No, but it, it's already wet, so it doesn't mind being wet. And other rocks are afraid of being wet because they're not wet. And sentient. And sentient. So like rocks and streams and rivers also unafraid or afraid based upon these metrics uh they are intermittently afraid and not afraid depending but on the water levels okay yeah. so in times of drought terrified yes the logic of this escapes me and i don't like it mm, there i feel like i was perfectly clear a kevin costner in the middle of the sea fears no smoker <laughs> 
I would think he would be looking forward to rain so he could should he didn't even have like maybe it doesn't rain does not rain in Waterworld I don't know I don't it know if it w- rains it in Waterworld because oh. I don't know if weather happens anymore it didn't seem to bye Megan bye Amber <laughs>